Hey, this is Guy B from VitalMX. Ever since the Supercross season came to a screeching halt in Indy, we've all been waiting and wondering what would happen. Were we done? Would it pick up later in the year? Of course, we're still in the midst of this, and there's still a lot of unknown, but we feel like having some hope for the future is good for everybody. We got a chance to chat with Dave Prater, the Senior Director of Operations for Supercross. He's been with the series for the last two decades and has seen just about every possible scenario. But of course, this one threw everybody a curve. While this is shorter than our usual podcast, there's some interesting info in here, both about how abruptly the season ended and what we can look forward to in the future. First, we need to thank some sponsors. Since 1976, Answer Racing has been driven by a passion for creating a higher standard, energized by racing and inspired by those who live their life on two wheels. Check out AnswerRacing.com for the latest information, products, and news. Maxxis Tires is proud to introduce the all-new Maxxcross MXST, a premier motocross tire tested and developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. Available now at your local dealer. From tubes and tires to MX jerseys, gear bags, hard parts, and a huge selection of dirt bikes, Chaparral Motorsports has everything you need to keep you roosting the track or trail. Check out chapmoto.com. That's chapmoto.com. All right, let's dive in. For those who don't know you, what's your title and role with Supercross? Uh, Dave Prater, and I'm the Senior Director of Operations for Supercross to oversee the live event, um, as well as the television broadcast, and then uh, just try to keep all the cogs moving moving forward um, as far as OEMs, race teams, um, all of that. How many years have you been at it? 20. 20 years. It's easy. Okay. Start 2000, you just keep, it's easy to keep track that way. There you go. Um, man, up to March, we had one of the best seasons in recent memory, and all of a sudden, uh, things kind of came to a screeching halt. I mean, we had killer storylines and, and great racing, and everything was pointed in the right direction. Yeah, no, I agree. I like to think of it as we have. So it's not over yet. We have great storylines and everything is pointed in the right direction. We're just taking a little pause, a little break, um, and we'll be back. But you're right. The season's been incredible. Um, couldn't ask for anything more. Got four guys, like 31 points, I think, separate four guys. And uh, those top two, three points, um, red plate going into Daytona. And then obviously the, the last lap uh, charge, last few lap charge by Eli to take the win. Just, yeah, it's going great. So excited to get it back up and running and finish this thing out. Yep. Um, and everything was plugging along fine in Atlanta. You know, we sort of hearing bits and pieces in Daytona and then all of a sudden Indy, it, it was the screeching halt there. Um, what was that week like for you guys? That week was crazy. Um, like you said, I we hadn't really thought about it the week of Atlanta. And we got to Daytona and um, had a few teams start texting and asking about Seattle because that's when Seattle kind of came, you know, into focus as being a hotbed in the U.S. And uh, really, that was the question. It was like, hey, Dave, what's going on with Seattle? And at that point, everything was status quo. So after four or five texts from different teams, I thought, well, maybe I should check with the stadium. So call the stadium. Um, they assured me that everything was uh, a go and that if something changed, they let us know. Um, so we went about it business as usual. Um, 
got into the office the week of Indy. We have a standing Tuesday meeting just to discuss what happened the week prior and then talk about things going in to the upcoming weekend. And again, it was on our radar. We knew that um, COVID-19 was starting to uh, be more of an issue in the States, especially, but um, it's kind of status quo. When we went into Indy, as you know, you were there, we built the track. Um, Thursday morning, I was driving to work and got a call from Lucas Oil Stadium that they wanted to get on a conference call about 9.30. And really, that was the first um, we had heard about it. So Sean Brennan, our PR manager, was in television studios with riders promoting um, the race that was in two days. So that was Thursday morning, probably about 7.30, 8 o'clock. Got into the office, got our core group together, and got on the phone with Lucas Oil Stadium. And that's when they informed us that um, they thought the governor would be coming on and uh, issuing a restriction on gatherings of 250 or more. So um, we waited for that. He did come on. Don't remember the exact timing of that, but I believe it was around noon. And we had to make the decision to let's run the event, um, but in an empty stadium without fans. We'll still broadcast it. It'll still be on NBCSN, and um, we'll go from there. And came back, myself and Mike Mewey, director of operations, got on the phone with all the OEMs, all the race teams, and the AMA and informed them that we were going to be racing in Indy um, without fans. Obviously, no one was happy about that, but um, that's what we were going to do. So hung up with the OEMs, and probably half an hour later, got another call from Lucas Oil saying, um, the governor has, has restricted that number 250 even more so, and it's 250 in the entirety of the stadium, meaning the loading dock and everywhere. Um, so got back on the phone with the larger group at the stadium, tried to work around whatever we could do to limit um, the number of people in the stadium. And um, probably 20 minutes into that call, uh, got another mandate from the governor. And uh, at that point, we just knew that there was no, no running of the 2020 Indy round, at least on that date. So um, that's when we were forced to pull the plug and that was probably about five o'clock. So from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., the span of a normal workday, we went from all systems go normal operating procedure to cancellation. So it was a it was definitely um, an event filled day for sure. Not one I want to relive. Yeah, I was going to say for a live event promoter, that's about the nightmare scenario, right? Yeah, it was uh, crazy and everything was just happening so quickly. Like that that day was meeting to meeting to meeting and uh, I would leave one meeting and go to the next. And by the time we got to the next meeting, something had changed. So it wasn't like I went home and then came back the next day and something you know was different. It was literally hour to hour. So mm-hmm. it was crazy how quickly all of this happened. And I think, you know, not just super cross in our industry, but the world, it just happened so quickly, especially um, that March 8th, 9th, 10th week. Yeah, before the Tampa round, I got a chance to stop by the, the Feld offices, do the, the tour through there, everything else. Right. And 
man, um, at Feld, it's changed quite a bit since then. Yeah, we were hitting on all cylinders for sure. And uh, obviously with all the public gathering restrictions, um, we were forced to shut down all of the tours. So right now we're in a holding pattern. Um, we hope to resume full and normal operation as soon as we can, but um, we're like the rest of humanity at the moment. We're all on hold and waiting this thing out. Um, you know, while we're watching and waiting to see what happens with the virus, you know, get over the hump and, and all that, obviously we were running out of weeks before the, the national season started. At what point did you guys figure out, okay, it, it's not going to happen in, in the springtime. We need to go to plan B here. Um, there was probably a couple weeks. So we've been working with uh, our call Thursday night after we had made the decision to cancel. We called uh, MX Sports and Davey Coombs and Kerry Coombs and uh, talked to them Thursday night. And we got back on the phone Friday. And MX Sports has been great through all of this. Um, they actually made the decision to move their dates back to June 13th in hopes that it would give us a little more of a window um, to get those seven rounds in prior to motocross. But um, as we've all seen as of late, um, there really is no definite timeline on when this thing is going to let up. So it appears, at least at the moment, I won't say no, that it's, that it's definitely off the table, but it appears right now that it would be extremely difficult for us to get those seven in prior to the motocross season on June 13th. Yep. You know, we got the, the note saying it's not over. And what are we looking for for the remainder of the season? <laughs> it's just not over, guy. I'm, so <laughs> we're going to get seven more rounds in. Um, I think the sentiment, I know the sentiment among our partners, industry sponsors as a whole, the race teams, the OEMs, the riders, and the fans, is they want to see this championship, the 17 rounds complete. Um, that's been unanimous since that first phone call on uh, that Thursday when we, we're informing the teams about about the uh, running in front of no fans and then ultimately the cancellation. But um, that's that's the plan. That's the goal is to get these seven rounds in. When that's going to happen, I'd love to tell you, um, but at, at the moment, I can't. There's so many different things. The situation is so fluid, and it changes literally. It's starting, it's starting to slow down a little bit. Now it's more day-to-day -day than hour by hour. But um, we've got we've to wait until we see what else is happening with the other leagues, the stadiums, and then just the dates because Major League Baseball has postponed their season now, so – what are they going to do? Are they going to run a typical uh, season and, you know, run into November, December, or are they just going to shorten their season and still finish in October? Um, so until those other leagues get a clearer picture and the NFL schedule is supposed to come out um, April 16th, 17th, something, something around there, um, then we'll have a better picture of our overall available venues and dates that we can play in. But at the moment, it's kind of a waiting game, and I know it's frustrating for the fans. It's, believe me, it's frustrating for all of us here. Um, but right. we're running different scenarios. Um, at the moment, we have at least three budgets going on with two different versions of those budgets. Um, you know, as 
possible scenarios depending on when and where we race. But uh, we're going to get those seven rounds in. That's the plan, and, and that's the goal is to finish this thing out. And like you said, it's not over. You know, I know the people in the affected markets are interested in seeing the races go back to there. Are we going to end up in Indy, Detroit, Seattle, or is it going to be more limited to a, a region? I, I don't know. I think that's that's yeah. the thing. I mean, right now, all of those venues minus Salt Lake City are NFL stadiums. So the NFL schedule is going to dictate what we can do um, first and foremost. And then Salt Lake City for the finals, where we were going for the finals, um, that's got college football. So all of those things are going to dictate, you know, where we can play and where we, we see Supercross in 2020. But, uh, but like I said, I don't know where we're going to play and I don't know what the dates are. I just know the plan and the goal is to have those seven days. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, I had heard some rumors of rough dates and the span of time. Um, I think the quantity of races trying to happen in that span of time was more than one a week. Um, how are we going to fit those in there? Any any clues there or ideas? Um, I think all and every idea is on the table. Um, you're right. Like there may be more than one a week. Um, they may not be on Saturdays. Uh, it's going to be interesting. But again, I'd love to tell you. Believe me, I'd love to tell you mm -hmm. because it would mean we were one step closer to doing to um, putting this thing back in action. But at the moment, just waiting for all these other factors to line up or at least to begin to line up so we can start, you know, figuring that out. But um, like I said, it's going to be a challenge to get them in before that June 13th date or get any in really before that June 13th mm -hmm. date when the outdoors kick off. Um, so we're limited to a window, um, which appears to be right now sometime after the Nationals. But who's to say? Who knows? Um things could it could change tomorrow so right now we're just trying to be as vigilant as we can and react to the things that we can react to and, and that's that's the goal we had um, some components like east-west shootouts and triple crowns things like that mm -hmm. does that stuff remain the same or or the plan for it remain the same well right now i don't i don't believe that we'll be doing um the third round of the triple crown um i think what you'll see is seven, seven standard events. Um, and we still plan on at least doing one East-West showdown. Um, it's still on the table whether we do two, but we'll at least do one East-West showdown with the 250 class. What kind of reactions have you had from the teams? You know, I, I know you have to deal with the teams on one side, TV on another. You've, you've got a lot of people to try and make happy here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been interesting, but the greatest, the thing that's been you know that really stood out to me is how everyone realizes we're all in this together we're all in this together not only as an industry and as a sport but just as humans so uh everyone's understanding everyone knows that we've all got our hands full and um the communication's been great gotten talked to more people in the last two weeks than i typically talk to in a month um all kinds of phone calls and everyone's been extremely positive um bringing their ideas to the table and so it's been great um i i think it's it's kind of it's been interesting as things progress and as we all realize that this isn't going to be just a one or two week 
um, issue that we don't really know how long this is going to be, but um, obviously it's longer than we originally anticipated. Um, people were even more understanding. Um, when we first had those initial calls with the OEMs, they were, uh, you know, as anything, it's something different. And so saying that we're going to finish seven rounds sometime before 2020 is over, there were multiple issues with that. And wait a minute, what? And just as as everyone realizes that this is the situation we find ourselves in, um, they've all been much more willing to adapt and even offer ideas that we weren't initially thinking of. So uh, that's been good. And it, like I said, it's been just, it's been extremely positive all around. And I can't thank everybody enough for it because uh, I think if anything good comes out of this, it's going to be the fact that we all realize how how much we need each other as well as just you know how lucky and privileged we are to work in this industry and you know race supercross so um you got to look at the the positives that are going to come out of this as well yeah um with the monster energy cup being in sort of that time frame too does that become a regular round or a super round or what happens there it could. I mean, I, that's the thing. So right now, the other the other league that's going to start playing is Major League Soccer. So kind of waiting on the MLS schedule as well. So right now we have that. Yes, we have that venue and that date locked in. But if the LA Galaxy come out and say, hey, um, we've got to adjust our schedule, they're the home tenant. So they're going yes. to get the preference. Sorry, guys. So, yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, all of that is uh, we're all waiting for that as well. So there's just so many pieces that, like I keep saying, I know, but it's like this huge puzzle that just keeps shifting around. So we're waiting for a few of those bigger pieces to fall into place, and then we'll uh, we'll have to take advantage of what's there. Yeah, if we just get this virus to cooperate for a little bit, it, it sure would be nice. I know. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be listening. Well, cool. I hopefully, uh, you know, this answers some questions for people and they get a little sense of what's going on behind the curtain. And I appreciate the time here. Yeah, no, thank you. And uh, we'll do our best to keep everyone informed. And uh, just all I can ask is that everyone's patient. We're just as frustrated as uh, as the rest of you. So we'll get through it. We'll get through it together and uh, we'll get those seven rounds in. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, guy. See you. All right, I hope this gives you a little clearer picture about what's going on behind the curtain. While things could still change based on conditions in the world, we've got our fingers crossed that we get to see Eli Tomac, Ken Roxon, and the rest of the crew battle this one to the end. Once again, we have to thank our sponsors. Ever since 1976, Answer Racing has been driven by a passion for creating a higher standard, energized by racing, and inspired by those who live their life on two wheels. Check out AnswerRacing.com for the latest information, products, and news. Maxxis Tires is proud to introduce the all-new Maxxcross MXST, a premier motocross tire tested in and developed by the King Jeremy McGrath. Available now at your local dealer. Chaparral Motorsports has been helping riders outfit their dirt bikes for more than 30 years. Today, Chap Moto offers professional advice online and in-store, helping you find the best riding gear, parts, accessories, and tires for all of your power sports vehicles. Visit ChapMoto.com today. That's C-H-A-P-Moto.com. Thanks, and we'll see you guys next time.